Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. We're turning our attention back to the Sermon on the Mount as the Lord continues to speak to us. And so let's give Jason our attention as he brings the word. Thanks, John. And so, uh, so as, as we come out of the, the this week of prayer and fasting, um, it, it's it's our hope and desire that this isn't just the only week of prayer and fasting that that goes on, but 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 really that that this is a continual thing and it's a continual process in our lives. Um, and so, it, it, it's our hope that this this past week would have been a spark to to help reignite and reinvigorate uh, that that prayer life uh, in your own uh, personal prayer walk with the Lord. And so, as John said, we're gonna, we're gonna continue in the Sermon on the Mount. Um, we're gonna look today, um, at, uh, at Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. And these verses in particular, um, just, just through some circumstances, um, in, in, in my own life and in, in the, the lives of my family, um, over the past month, the Lord has really, uh, brought these particular verses, uh, to life, uh, in a very real way. Um, and, and, and I've, I've just been really meditating on them and diving in and, uh, they, they, they've really come to life. And so as I was sharing that, um, with, with John, he said, great, it'd be great if you could share that with the church too. And so, uh, so, so here I am. So, so let, let's read Matthew chapter seven, verses seven and eight. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So we're, we're all familiar with these verses. We, we've seen them before, So, but, but we're going to really dive in and focus on a few things. So one of the first things that I want to point out, uh, so, so Jesus, right away, he, he makes clear to us that in our asking, the, the answers come, as a gift, we re- what we receive back from God is a gift. He says He gives, right? Ask and it will be given to you. It's not earned, right? This isn't something that we can earn. We don't earn answers to our prayers by going through a list of, of ten things that we need to accomplish, right? We don't earn it by by being good or by being super spiritual. Uh, or by not doing bad things, right? Answers to our prayers are gifts. And Jesus lays that out right away. Second, how many people who ask uh, re- receive? Is it, is it just some? Just some? Maybe the spiritual people who receive? Is, is, it, is it most? Maybe most people receive? Maybe it's, maybe it's the adults Maybe it's the pastor, you know, those that are close to God. Maybe it's the elders in the church, the bishops, the deacons. No, Jesus says everyone. Do you see that word everyone there? Everyone includes everyone in this room. Includes everyone. It includes the young people too. As John said this morning, the young people's prayers, they matter just as much. It's not just parents' prayers that get through to heaven. So young people, too, your prayers matter. Your prayers count. Everyone who asks receives. So this is for everyone. The third thing that that 
Jesus doesn't say here is he doesn't give a timetable. He doesn't give a timeline. When he says ask and you will receive, he doesn't say you have the answer. He doesn't say you'll get it in a week. He doesn't say, yep, I know your prayer's urgent. You're going to get it right away. You know, the, 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 <laughs> I, I know you've got uh, something coming up right away, so yep, I'm going to answer this right away. He doesn't give a timeline. He doesn't give a timetable. God doesn't work on our timetable. And so we see no timeline here that God provides um, in, in our answers uh, to, to prayer. So asking and seeking and knocking, um, it's also a progression of several things. Um, There's several things that, that I think Jesus is, is, is laying out here as he's, as he's talking and preaching um, the Sermon on the Mount. First of all, we see that it's a progression of activity, right? Asking is verbal. So I'm going to sit up here. And if I'm sitting up here, I can ask somebody to, to bring me a glass of water. I can ask someone to turn the lights on. Yes, thank you, John. And, and for my part, the only thing that I had to do was to verbalize my request, right? There wasn't any, didn't require any activity on my part. It required activity on John's part to bring me the water, but not on my part, right? But as we seek, right, what, what, what happens when we seek? Seek is, it also means search. So as, as we seek, as we search, we see this progression, this increase, this growth in activity that takes place, right? You see what Jesus is, is kind of laying out here? And where does that lead us to, right? That ultimately leads us to, to knocking. But, but before, before we go there, just, just in searching. So th- there, there's this mystery box um, in, in my house that other people in, in my house, uh, Senia, Mike, and Abby, they, they seem to be able to find things in it, but I can't. Um, you, you might call it a, a refrigerator, um, that's what they call it. But to me, it's a big mystery box. So early in, in our marriage, um, Senia would, would ask me, she says, what, you know, why, why are there two bottles of ketchup that are open in the refrigerator? Why are there three bottles of, 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 uh, of ranch dressing that are open? Why are there two jars of pickles? And, uh, it's, it's because, um, it's, it's because when, when I open this mystery box and I look in there, I, if I don't see it, I'm, I'm going to go open another jar and find what I need, and then it, it goes back into the refrigerator where I know it's it's there now. And so, she, so she, she did this pretty pretty amazing thing. She's got this pretty neat trick, where you know. So, so what what she told me was, okay, next time you're looking for something, ask me first. So, so I did. And so she she, she did this pretty neat thing where she opens she opens the door and she actually moves things around, right? <laughs> It's like, wow, that's how that works. So, so me standing there and kind of looking around, looking here, looking there, and not seeing it, and then moving on, that wasn't working. So she came, she actually searched, and she moved things around. We've heard a little bit of that in the testimonies this morning too, um, about the priority, you know, just just moving things around in our life, maybe adjusting things, um, so that we can focus on on God and what really matters. Right, and so that we can get there. And so the so so first we see this progression of activity. The second thing that we see 
is we see this progression of priorities. So as, as we ask, as we seek, and as we knock, I, I really think that, that there's this progression of priorities that takes place. So um, a, a lot of times uh, there, there's things that I can't get to, and so I do what any husband does. I turn to my wife, and, and I say, you know, I've got the, these lists of six things that need to get done tomorrow. Would you be able to do these things for me tomorrow? Because I can't get to them. Um, but, but yet they're priorities and they, they really need to get done. And so we usually have a conversation then about uh, what, what really is a priority. And what, what I then find out through this conversation is that she may have some priorities that need to get done as well. And, and so it becomes this dialogue about you know, what really is a priority, what really has to get done tomorrow out of these six things Maybe it's only two. Or out of these six things, maybe it's none of them because Senia has a list of four other things that are higher priorities that I didn't know about and that I didn't realize. And so it's through this dialogue and this exchange that, that I begin to find out and we, we, we really start to balance uh, and determine what those real priorities are. And I think it's that way with the Lord too. As we ask, and as we go deeper, as we seek, and finally as we knock at that door to heaven, as we come face to face with our Heavenly Father, we start to dialogue through those priorities. And that list that we started out with at the beginning maybe isn't as long. Because as we start to understand and take on the priorities of heaven. And as we start to take on and feel the things that God feels, some of our priorities don't seem as much of a, as a priority anymore. We start to take on those priorities of heaven. And so there, there's, there's a verse where um, you, you don't have to turn to it. I'm just going to read it. Um, but I think it, you know, as I was, as I was meditating on this, this verse kept coming to my mind over and over again. It's Matthew chapter 13, verses 45 and 46. And Jesus says, he's trying to, to explain to his disciples what the kingdom of heaven is really about and, and what it really means. And so he says to them, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. And so as we interact with God, we, we realize that that pearl of great price is the kingdom of heaven. It is him. All of these other priorities, all of these other things that, that, that are important to us, as we draw nearer, they fade away and, and the priorities of, of, of heaven um, start to come into focus. So we see that progression of priorities. The third thing we see is uh, and, and, and we, heard, we we had a testimony about it this morning too. This progression of intimacy through the asking, through the seeking, through the knocking. Where do we end up? We end up at the door to heaven. We through this process we have gone from and we have journeyed from where we are now to where God is. Right? We've gone 
and to, 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 to the very kingdom of heaven that, that, that we just read about. So, so we're at the doorway to heaven. We are where God is through this process. We are where he wants us to be because he wants us, because that relationship with him is so important to, uh, to, to him. He brings us through this process of, of where, you know, where we were to where he is. So we see this progression of intimacy. And notice that when we get there, and, and when we knock, what, what is, what, what, what happens? So Micah and Abby, they, they had to, uh, they were part of a, a sports club, um, Calumet Christian in, in Griffith. And uh, they, they were both doing it at the same time. Uh, Abby was in volleyball. Micah was in soccer. And as part of that, they, they needed to go out and sell these discount cards. And they were discounts to various businesses in the area. And so they would go around uh, to the neighborhood and, uh, and sell these cards. And so that meant they had to go up to people's homes, knock on doors. And they did this one in, in the warmer months. And so people um, people had screen doors open and things like that. And it was interesting, the stories that they came back with, um, because some of the homes they went to, the screen door was open, they could see people in there, and they'd knock, and they're standing there, and people wouldn't even look at them. You know, they just, and, and they're coming back and saying, you know what, we can literally see you sitting there ignoring us. You know, we, we can see you, but yet they wouldn't open the door, right? Other people, um, they'd come to the door, maybe open it just a little bit, um, they had the security chain on there, you know, so they just open it a little bit and tell them to go away and close the door. But with Jesus, when we come to that door, what does he do? He, he, doesn't, he doesn't leave us standing there. He doesn't ignore us. He doesn't send us away. He doesn't just open the door a little bit either, you know, with that, and leave that little security chain on there, like, what are you doing here? He opens it. He flings the door wide open. I have this picture of him just, just flinging the door wide open, welcoming us with open arms, right? And so this relational aspect, this, this intimacy uh, with God, you know, we're not, we're not going to focus on the next few verses, but it's really reinforced. This relational aspect is reinforced in the next few verses um, in Matthew chapter 7. So verse 9, I'm just going to read it. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So what we see here is we see giving, 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 mentioned four times in three verses. So again, Jesus is reinforcing this idea. These are gifts. These are gifts. You're, they're not earned. You know, the, the, there aren't conditions on these. He's also, what, 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 what we see also is son, children, father, this relational aspect that Jesus is reinforcing about prayer. So what, what is, what is Jesus, what is Jesus teaching us about our Heavenly Father in these verses too? What is He showing us? We, we've talked about one of them. But He's showing us that our Heavenly Father is a giving God. He is a giving God. For God so loved the world that He gave 
his only son. He gave. So we see that in here, that, that he's, he's not withholding things. God is not stingy. You know, sometimes we have this idea of God that, you know, he's, uh, he, he's rough and he's tough. And, you know, we, we need to shape up before we can come to him with our requests. That's not what we see here. We see this giving God who is not stingy. In, in the Beatitudes, it's all about blessing, right? Blessed are, blessed are, blessed are. God loves to bless his people. He loves to bless his children. He loves to bless us. Remember, that's for everyone. This is for everyone. Everyone here, remember? Second, we see that God wants us to be where he is. He wants us to be where he is. It's that relationship that he so desires with us. He wants us to be where he is. And through this process, he brings us to where he is. Through this process of asking, of seeking, and knocking. We also see that God doesn't discriminate. This is open to everyone. That word everyone, that is all-inclusive. You know, it, it's not just those who, who, who are cleaned up. He doesn't put conditions on this. You know, he doesn't put conditions there. It's not, he doesn't say, you know, go clean yourself up first and then come and ask and then come and seek and then come and knock at my door. That, that's not what he says here. He says, come, enter in, ask, seek, knock, come seek me, come find me. It doesn't matter where you are. There aren't any conditions. God says, come seek, come find, come knock. And so we see the grace of God in this as well, as he is accepting of anyone. And so I, I mentioned earlier that there were some, some circumstances uh, in, in our life that uh, you know, really caused these to come alive for me. And so, as, as a lot of you know, Senior's mother had a stroke uh, on January 5th. And uh, when we got that, that phone call, um, we immediately reached out to, uh, to the Life Share group that, that we're a part of, and I reached out to others here um, in the church, and Senior did as well. And some very sincere, fervent, and earnest prayers uh, with a lot of tears um, started to go up for Senior's mom. And uh, people started to pray for healing, for recovery, uh, for her to be restored to her family. Uh, but as the uh, as the hours and as as over the course of the next couple of days uh, went on, we, uh, we we learned that she she wasn't going to recover. She it, it was very very uh, unlikely that that she would recover. And so it, it's at those moments that, that we have cho- that, that we have a choice, right? We can become bitter, we can become angry, we can get bogged down in the questions of why, why suddenly, why did this happen, why now, why this way? Or we can just dive in, and pray, accepting that this is the will of God and that he knows best from us and we can receive from God's loving, kind and caring hands what he has for us. 
And that's the beautiful change that I saw take place as the family continued to pray. Uh, the prayer shifted to uh, making her comfortable, um, taking her quickly, um, and that she wouldn't feel uh, any pain uh, during this process. And so 11 days later, she did pass away. But what I saw was, was a beautiful thing as, as, a, as I saw a family bow to the will of God in a very difficult situation, uh, a very sudden, surprising situation that uh, was very difficult for the family. But you see, that's how faith is built. It's in the process, right? It's in the process. It's not because we have every prayer answered the way that we think God should answer our prayers, but it's in the asking, it's in the seeking, it's in the knocking. It's in this journey that takes us from where we are and takes us to where God is, right? Because God so desires that relationship with us and that intimacy with us. It's that journey of intimacy that Jesus is describing here. And so, so, so be encouraged though. Be encouraged. There's so much encouragement in here that I find. You know, there's, there's just so much to be encouraged about. There's so much that God reveals to us here in, in the asking, in the seeking, in the knocking. The fact that it's open to everyone, the fact that he opens the door to us, he doesn't leave us standing there uh, to, to face a closed door. There's so many aspects of God that we see here in his grace and his goodness. And we know that God is a giving God. We see gift in here over and over and over again in these verses. And so the verses that we didn't go into that immediately follow this, I want to encourage you this week as we kind of officially close out our week of prayer and fasting, I want to encourage you to take the next few verses, verses 9, to 9 through 12, and this week just meditate on them. Ask the Lord to 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 really just... Open your eyes to, to what he's trying to say and what he wants to say with these verses for you. And I hope you'll be encouraged by that. And so, so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? And so we, we see in this giving the message of the cross, right? Where Jesus is the ultimate gift that God gives to us, that our heavenly father has given to us. As Jesus opens the way, for us to be in relationship with him. So one of the things, too, about the asking and the seeking and the knocking, uh, I, I, I like the amplified uh, version, so I tend to read that a lot. It, it really brings out the meaning of a lot of different words. And, and the phrasing that Jesus use here, uses here and ask when he says, you know, ask and seek and knock, he says, ask and keep on asking is actually what, the, what, he, what he says originally. Uh, seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. This is meant to be a continual cycle, a continual process for us. It's not meant to be just a one-time thing and then we're done, right? It, it, this isn't just, well, I prayed about that, so I'm going to move on and start praying for other things. No, we ask and we keep asking. We seek and we keep asking. We knock and we keep knocking. And that just reinforces this relational aspect um, as we go through that process. And so, so as we close out, I, I, I hope you've been encouraged by this. I, I hope these verses have been 
uh, a, bl- a blessing to you. I've ho- I hope that you've been able to see some of the richness and the depth that is in here that Jesus is bringing out when he says, ask and seek and knock. Amen. Uh, just uh, just now, uh, we're going to be passing again some baskets and trays. We have some bread and some juice in there. I just want to invite you to go ahead and take a piece of bread, take a cup of juice, uh, and then hold it until everybody's received those, and we'll share them together. And then after we've shared communion, the worship team's going to lead us again in a final song. And, and I'm, I'm tempted, Jason, to re-preach what you just said, because I found it really stirring and really helpful. Um, but there is just a couple things I want to extract for our attention as we pray and as we approach the Lord. You know, as Jason was talking about priorities, um, he points out that part of this process of asking, seeking, knocking is God's way of getting us to move to where he is, to come close to him. And Jesus gave us this for precisely that reason. Jesus met with his disciples and he said to them, this is my body. Take and eat. It's for you. Jesus said, this, this cup, this, <laughs> you know, what we're using is juice. Jesus said, this wine, it's the cup of a new covenant. It's my blood for the forgiveness, poured out for the forgiveness of many. And in this covenant, it functions in the same terms Jason was describing that the prayer does. It's not on our merit. It's because of what Jesus has already done. He's a giver who's given to us. And there's not a condition for us to clean ourselves up. The only condition is that we come, that we come to the Lord. And in many of the things that we're facing right now, man, I wish, Jason, I could get like Amazon Prime delivery on my prayer requests, you know, or at least some kind of tracking number to come. And it's such a helpful reminder that that God hasn't promised us a timetable. Instead, he said to keep on asking, to keep on seeking, to keep on knocking. And one of the ironies about faith is that for so many who don't believe, the obstacle, the thing seems to be, how can there be suffering? How can there be such a good God when there's so many things that go so bad? And yet, for those of us who do believe, it's so often in that very place of suffering that we find the presence of God and we wouldn't trade it for anything afterwards. And there is, is something about communion that brings us to that place where Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, going to the cross, took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and he took the cup. He said, this is my blood of the covenant. And if you are in a place of disappointment and suffering, I want to urge you, keep on asking, keep on seeking. There will come a day when you're looking back and you're going to see that the goodness and mercy of the Lord are following you even today through these days, as David said in Psalm 23. And so let us, again, following Jason's instructions, recognize that coming to the end of a week of prayer, it's not a time for us to say, okay, good. Well, I focused on God's priorities for a week. Now I can get back to all those other things that I've been putting off and setting aside for a week. No, let the priorities of heaven continue to be what directs us. Can we pray together? Dear Lord, thank you for the promise and the invitation. God, thank you even for the need to have to come to you. God, because as you do provide everything we need, Lord, we, we recognize we need to be people who've learned to come. We need to be people who've learned to ask and who rely and live in dependence on you, Lord. 
So God, we're asking for that. God, acknowledging that our heads and our hearts, they, they rush off onto so many things and we're quick to give you the list of the things we want you to do. God, we're asking that you would help us to just take on your priorities and to come to you, even to hear that and to draw near in this intimate relationship that your word talks to us about. Lord, I pray for any of my brothers and sisters here today who are just struggling in the waiting, struggling in this trouble, struggling in the, in this time, Lord, that you would come. And even where you might, by your spirit, want to adjust the way that we pray, God, help us to be sensitive to you as we do that. Because, Lord, it is your own body and your blood that model for us what it looks like to trust you and to come to you and to receive from you. And so, brothers and sisters, I invite you. Let's take the bread, let's thank the Lord, and let's share it together.